Yeah, good to to get a straight straight fitness episode like this in. I like it oh, when yeah. we we're always talking about some fitness stuff, but sometimes we just this is this is legitimately how we started, just talking in the gym. <laughs> I'm Luke. I'm Joe. And we're back again, man, cruising. So you were just saying you did did chest early morning today. Yeah, I just I just hammered out some chest and uh, get ready in about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty to start boxing away, man. Get some kickboxing in today. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, um, for me, there is no like I even tried some. I tried some like bullshit, you know, cardio because I've been trying out some different gyms around here. The gym I was going to, the uh, uh, pro body bodybuilding gym I was going to, really wasn't hang, hang, doing it for me. It didn't have enough going on. It wasn't hanging in there. So what I did is we went around and looked at a couple other places, and I found this super old school like. Oh yeah. It's an old school gym, man. Like it, it keeps. Like I was talking to the old guy. He told me it keeps all the hip hop out. Because it's nothing but old school people in there, you know, people that are legit, oh, you know, love so, working out. It's so dirty. he's racist because <laughs> hip hop is great to work out to. <laughs> sorry, oh, no, no. sorry to get he, you. He's saying that I'm playing. He, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, he's a cool guy. But that's but that's like, just some old guy shit to say, man. Like, oh, yeah. Keep that rap music out of you. <laughs> Come on, bro. So, so, like, they do, They even play rap music there and stuff. It's all cool. But my <laughs> thing is with the hip hop. You're like, dude, they're he's playing beating, LL Cool J the other those, day. <laughs> well, he's meeting those fucking people that dress up like they work out, you know, wearing all the Spanish shit, going to take pictures of themselves in front of equipment. The and, Planet Fitness and, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that shit, warm. that's what he means by the hip-hop fucking bullshit people that are in and out of there, which is pretty funny. But I knew what he meant because I kind of speak his language, that old-timer language, yes. I guess. You don't like you don't like hip hop either. <laughs> no, I, I was right there with. It. I was like, hell yeah, man, we have great conversations. Old the guy's yep. fucking awesome. But anyways, uh, it's like an old dirty gym. It really brings back like um, it makes me feel like working out in the Arnold days. It's nothing but Arnold, Lou Ferrigno, fucking all the all the old uh, bodybuilders and female bodybuilders that brought it up and uh, the different dynamics from then to now. It's 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 dope, man. It's really cool. And the people there are serious about working out. A couple of the other places, you know, I, I kind of, it's almost irritating to watch people that just fuck around at the gym. Absolutely, and man. And try to have a conversation with you. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking working out, man. <laughs> Leave me the fuck Yeah. When, uh, when I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years, I worked at a real old school bodybuilding gym. And I know exactly what you mean because the atmosphere is just different. And it's, of course, there's a lot of machinery and shit like that conducive to that type of training like that just makes sense at a gym like that but it's also you said it's just the atmosphere of the people like everyone's talking about similar type training routines yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of competitive people at gyms like that so it's just helpful if you're people working on similar goals it's just that basic shit being around people you know it's, a it's, similar it's mindset that atmosphere. Your own. yeah yeah it's that atmosphere that like that like uh, supports one another without even without even realizing it. So like, um, you know, there's like a guy that in there. He's trying to, on the on the incline bench. He's trying to do 315. Wants to do three times. 
And uh, I just turned around, I was like, come on, man, you got it. And, like three other guys and a, and a girl did the same thing. There's like five of us. All of a sudden, they, he had a bunch of people cheering him on out of nowhere. Then we just all went back to working out. I don't yeah. see that at many gyms unless like, it has that old sk- school vibe where everybody's in it to win. You could it. always get someone competent to spot you. That's kind of the, the uh, summary of the vibe I'm talking about. You could always be like, that, yo, give me a quick spot. And you know it's not some clown who's either going to rip the weight off you or not spot you if you actually need the spot. So, yeah, I feel that, man. The The one I went to, what was it? I think it was called the Exercise Warehouse in, in I think it was. I Bloomfield in Pittsburgh. But, it, yeah, it was in, like, an old factory. And that was the first place I ever saw legit competitive bodybuilders from this modern era, the, the crazy-looking ones in person. Weirdest shit ever, man. It was a guy who was competing. He'd be like... I think he cracked the top 10 in the Olympia. So, like, legit world-class bodybuilder. Of course, on a lot of steroids. That's the bodybuilding, unless you specifically imply natural. But especially if you're talking about Olympia-type shit, yes. That just for, for anyone who's not familiar, that just means that you're you're taking a lot of gear. It's just part of the game, similar to the str- strongman right now. Like, your Brian Shaw, Hafthor Bjornsson, Eddie Hall, those guys, yes. If you look... <laughs> like a fucking giant barrel like that's your build you've probably taken some shit okay <laughs> so there's yeah, no see. way you can fucking just be that big and maintain it like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it was uh yeah it was just a cool look at that shit man because they would do like photo shoots for whenever the, those guys were in towns for an appearance or there's one big mpc show in pittsburgh every year and there'd be a, a lot of top top level bodybuilders around so they would come in and do photo shoots and shit and I'd read uh, muscular development, muscle and fitness, all those fucking weightlifting magazines so much. And seeing, like, it, just seeing that whole side of it, too. Like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, it kind of makes sense how they get these ridiculous pictures now. Because they are, like, a place like that is perfect to film stuff like that. Where you have old old school kind of machines, a lot of old looking plates. Because, I mean, shit, you have a... The, the old school plate, like not a bumper plate, which obviously any good gym should have that too. That's a rubber coated plate, but old school plates, just a chunk of iron. That's just going to last forever. So there might be people throwing that shit around for 50 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually kind of funny, man, because I, I engaged in none of this when I was down there. I was purely into the bodybuilding side of things. And that place was perfect for the training. The upstairs there, they had like a boxing ring. They actually had two rings. Oh man, now if you knew, you know, imagine if you I know, and this shit had a bunch of dope like boxing stuff, just different types of bags, also. And they had. And you had was, access uh, to that too? Just being yeah, it was the like gym? that was the room. You know, at most gyms now, which, and this is a, a great thing for sure, they'll have uh, some kind of like stretching yoga ish room. Yeah, yeah. Where there's who can whether you want to do some plyometric shit do yoga just stretch where they usually have an open room with mirrors or something like that that was the upstairs room it had a big open space and the boxing gym one so that's like where you go stretch and warm up before if you're going to lift so and they had they did they had like battle ropes up there that kind of shit there was a a guy who not like boxing so convoluted now because there's so many weight classes so when you say world champ it's like fucking what world champ man there's six of them and 50 different weight classes so he but he 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 won a belt so what is the guy was a good pro uh <laughs> right from where around where my aunt used to live in pittsburgh and he had fallen off hard i believe it was drugs and shit but uh he he was trying to build back up didn't make it as far as i know at least I, it didn't make it back to the level he was at but i remember seeing him train there and he goes this guy like 
can't lie. Like he was a smaller, smaller weight class, and like one of those white guy, I think like Italian, who was inked like all the way, like right up to under his chin, like all around his neck. So it looked very methy, for lack of a better term. Like I said, <laughs> looked like a fucking savage. It has that like methy, hungry look, and it was just like you just see, see guys, they're just built different, man. Another uh, more savage in his meth. prime reference there. Savage meth. Yeah. There was a guy who had a few random powerlifting world records and i looked him up they were legit i don't remember his name now but either way he was a, a legit competitive power lifter who would train at that gym a lot and one day he's training this this big black dude who was all in in sweats yeah so you could just normal like baggy sweats and but you could see he was just doing uh some doing some squats they were doing some weird leg press variations and it was just like yo that guy's doing like two or three hundred pounds more than i've really seen anyone else and, like he's being trained by a a world-class powerlifter. So I'd, I'd seen that guy train daily. He was there almost every day when I was there. I think he pretty sure he, he slept at that gym. <laughs> but they, uh, either way, it was just like, like I said, I couldn't see how the guy was actually built besides being a big dude. So it was just like, damn, this is something different about him. And uh, I'm talking to the guy at the desk that I was, I was pretty friendly with at that point because I was at the gym a lot. And he, uh, I was like, who is that guy? He's, dude, he's the third string linebacker for the Steelers <laughs> it was just like next level, seeing it was just a cool look to see next yeah. level athletes especially when you see an NFL athlete like uh it kind of makes me think because uh John Jones just won another title defense last night actually he beat this guy named Dominic Reyes who both exceptionally good athletes Dominic almost made the NFL Football didn't work out for him, so he started fighting. Still pretty fresh in his career, so it's a, it's it's already a, a good look on him that he made it to a championship fight. I think it's his thirteenth pro fight. He's already fighting oh, for a yeah. world title. Yeah. That shows the the caliber of athlete he is. John Jones, he's the one. He, this is his fourteenth title defense. He just beat George St. Pierre, so he's he's writing his his legacy, putting his name. He's basically like the Michael Jordan of of MMA as of now. It's such a new sport; someone could totally take that from him. But he's the goat at the moment. His brother, uh, his brother Chandler, is a, a defensive end, and his his brother Arthur was a. I think he was a, a defensive lineman, but he might have been offensive. I don't remember off the top. Either way, both of them have Super Bowl rings. I think Arthur might have too. Then John Jones is the undefeated, lay heavyweight world champ. Probably going to move up to heavyweight next. All I'm saying is cal- athletes of that caliber are just different. It doesn't matter if you have someone who's trained their whole life versus a guy who could potentially play linebacker for the Steelers. They're just fucking different, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah and it, it is. It's really cool to see see guys like that up close because when you see them perform in the field, even in something like fighting where it's just two guys, that's easy. But football, when there's there's 22 guys in the field, they're all freaks. It all makes them look the same. It's similar to like when you see a basketball game, the point guard looks tiny. You're like, dude, look at this fucking midget out there somehow like working yeah. around these seven footers. Then you see the guy standing next to a reporter after the game. He's actually six four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's actually really tall compared to any normal person. Exactly, and you know that it's. I even see like, that. Oh. You must see that sometimes, even yourself, like because uh, you know the different. Like I see it all the time. It kind of it, it's it's interesting. Even when I'm doing laundry, because I do I have to do it the fucking laundry man stuff. Um, 
I like sometimes I guess, you know, if I'm wearing like a cutoff sleeve or just even a shirt that fits well or something, I have people fucking looking at me the entire time. Like I even ask them, yo, what's up? What's going on? Yo, right? how you doing? And then uh and then when uh you know I'm out with Melissa, she's a bodybuilder, she does very well. And um she looks amazing. So when we're both together, everybody's staring at us like, what the fuck are these guys doing? But then when we're in the element of any type of fitness, you couldn't even tell. You know what I mean? We just blend in with everybody. Yep. You know, it, it's, it happens all the time. Like, I, I mean, I get people that ask me questions all the time. Just go anywhere I go. Usually somebody will say, hey, yo, what are you eating? Hey, yo, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me 50 bucks to help you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sign up for this coaching plan real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, how long have you been training at the new gym? Uh, about a month and uh, oh, just just over a month, month and two weeks now. And I just joined for good because I wasn't sure. It was a little. Dude, you so got to test out a new spot. Yeah, shit, you know. man. Oh, it's pretty some of it's pretty patched up. Like when I mean old school, like this gym has been there almost fifty years now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been, it's fucking been around. It's seen Colorado in and out. It's fucking used and abused. It has all the, all the cool shit that you could ever want. It has everything strong, man. The big tires up back, the big, strong fucking uh, the um, stones and shit, Atlas stones, all that good shit. It has even the log, which I jacked my throat up on. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's that? A two hundred pound log press or so, some shit? Yeah. So I actually did. I what I did is I put two hundred pounds on the log press. All right. And I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe I'm a little stronger. I've been working legs like a motherfucker. One thing I love about this gym is it has a lot of different type of uh, machinery, so I can get a lot of different things at different angles. Like I love this vertical press. Have you ever used the vertical leg press? Where you're you're like lying flat on your back and pressing yeah. straight up, yeah. yeah. I I fucking love it, man. Like I could tell big differences from it, like my explosion, my round kick, just in the just in the time that I've used it, and I because I I do legs about two times a week, and um so it's been fucking awesome. So I go over there, and I grab this log, <laughs> I load the weight up on it because I did it a couple times slow, and I was like, all right, I got to give it a little bit more probably. And instead of fucking landing the bitch on my chest, I threw it right into my fucking neck. I uh, bruised my vocal cords God and, damn, and, and slightly fucking uh, bruised my windpipe. So it was like hard to breathe, swallow, and talk, period. For like See, a welcome to strongman training because I feel like they do that to themselves all the time. Like, Dude, like I don't know how they can miss it. Like I smacked myself in the fucking throat so hard. Like it, oh my God. Well, yo, I heard this nasty cracking noise. Like I don't know if anybody out there has ever, or like yourself, has ever chipped a tooth and heard that noise in your head. So. Yo. Like that, like, like a really nasty sound. When yeah. I hit my throat, that's what happened. I'm like, what makes that sound in your fucking throat? I was freaking out for a minute. Yeah, it was back rough. to the the fucking reference I made earlier of like a pro strongman basically looks like they're built like their their whole entire torso is like a whiskey barrel. They have like a legitimate shelf on their chest. Like I know you could be like a real fucking well built person. There, it's just next level if you have like a whole fucking tip. So they just have a perfect place to set that log on, throw it right back up. And just to make it even better, they have zero neck. So there's no, <laughs> nothing like, and anyone who doesn't believe me, just Google Eddie Hall real quick. He's uh, one of the world's strongest man, 
Just look him up. That that'll show exactly what I'm talking about. Big ass the, shelf instead of a chest. Known, yeah, I think he has the deadlift world record. He won world strongest man like two or three years ago. Absolute savage. He's he's always and and when you I listen to we, him, when you listen to what he put in to do that and stuff, like I've actually watched some documentaries and stuff on him and like he, he's pretty what interesting. Was the one on Netflix that he he featured him mostly, but talked about a couple. It was. It followed a bit. I think it followed the Arnold. It had Brian Shaw. It in did. It. it had it had Arnold, Brian Shaw. It had Thor. It had uh, that guy from Ireland doing it. I can't fucking remember the Damn, name. Damn, I can't remember. Off. That was a really good one, though. So no, I, I know. I know. Jack was... It was something simple on on Netflix, like Strong or some shit like that. Just following one year it to might the have Arnold. Been strong or Warrior or some type of shit. Yeah, like... some shit like that. Either way, anyone. Either way, yeah. You look for. I think Eddie Hall's know. right on the front of it. So you'll see that. But um, anyway, yeah. that fucking guy, the mind, just just alone, everything that he did to maximize his body, like he literally maximized his body was the words he used in an interview that I saw on YouTube with him, where everything he was eating, everything he was doing physically to to be as strong as he could was done. Like he, there was no other way other than to go that mental way, which I think I mentioned before on the podcast about his mentality level. He had to bring himself to that, like, holy shit, he's got to lift the car off his kids and his wife so mm-hmm. he can demand 100% of his muscle capacity because he said there was no way that he could do that lift because the most that he was lifting was about, I want to say it was like 460 kilos, and he was trying to do that 500-kilo lift. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a substantial fucking difference going from, you know, 460 to 500. And he just... I'm not sure if I can remember right if he did it in the gym or he didn't, and he just had to use his mentality, psych himself up so fucking much he can actually use the adrenaline and demand that 100% of his muscle capacity to lift that 1,115 pounds. I or think that's kind of like the powerlifting version of a flow state, which would probably be sort of a different thing because it's such like an aggressive one-off focus just trying to lift a max rep same thing olympic lifter would be doing versus the the classic flow state if you will which is still really being defined and studied but a lot of people are doing good work on it the best example i can think of off the top and it's because uh he unfortunately he just passed i don't remember if we were talking last time if that was before or after but kobe bryant like when he yeah. hit the they had that that 81 point game Mm-hmm. That's a flow state and standard like basketball shit. Jordan had his 63 point game, stuff like that. And they'll be like, the hoop just seemed bigger. Obviously, the hoop wasn't actually bigger, but it did legitimately seem bigger to them because they were so hyper focused in this perfect state of athletic flow. It shows up with musicians, writers, has possible applications to literally doing anything. It's just more likely to show up, especially in the context of the stuff we're talking about in some sort of sport-like activity. I said probably the closest jump we could make to equate it would be like a musician going in to to create that that perfect song in the studio or perfect performance on stage or whatever. But I I think it's a similar thing that Eddie Hall probably has to tap into, but slightly different. Like you said, it's probably a little more like that primal energy, that like life or death. Yeah, well, that's what he said he had to do. Like, he he said that in the interview that he had to psych himself the fuck out. Like, really, he couldn't pay attention to anything else other than, like, putting himself into an area that he can't talk about because that's how dark it is. He said he made himself so fucking dark, he said, uh, that that was the only way he could get himself that 
demanding of his muscles and to get that adrenaline as high as he needed it to be was to put himself in whatever thought. And it sounded pretty like he's had a very, you know, a hard upbringing and stuff, always fighting and shit. I'm not sure if it was something with that, but it sounded very touchy. Eddie Hall, he was a competitive swimmer when he was younger, too. He fucking could swim no. fast as fuck yeah, for being yeah. a 400-pound motherfucker. Well, I don't yeah. know if anybody else has seen that video of him swimming across this fucking like, lake or something with this dude, but he blows him out of the water, and he's like three times as wide. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, a it's like trying to push a snow walrus, shovel through man. the water. You know yeah. what I mean? Like somebody go push a snow shovel over a pointed shovel through the water real quick. Well, what are you gonna whales do? are fucking real graceful when they're cruising in the ocean too. So well, it maybe, is possible. Eddie Hall just breaking boundaries all over it. Maybe. Dude, breaking world records and breaking stereotypes on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah. He also is, he's just a great character, and I've noted it with Brian Shaw in the past, too. It's just a really smart thing Eddie's doing, because, yes, when you get to the highest high, uh, level like him, you're definitely making money, getting paid sponsors and shit, but he's not making NFL money. He's not making what he deserves for all the work you put in. So what those guys are doing now is tapping the, the social media channels, doing YouTube stuff where... Not Which only I think they... is fucking great, because honestly, I'm more entertained by them than I am anything else I find oh, yeah, on that. Just, like, that documentary was really good, the one we referenced on Netflix, whatever the fuck it was called. That one that you can't look up, because we don't remember the fucking name. But <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the a, a better look at Eddie Hall's life, if you're really a fan of him and want to check us out, is him filming his own shit in his living room or his gym, his yeah. kitchen, whatever, and throwing it right on his YouTube channel, then posting an Instagram live video of exactly what the fuck he's making for breakfast. See, like shit that people who are fans of his are really interested in, they can learn from and appreciate, be entertained by, whatever. And all the other thing I see guys like him and Brian Chud are doing now, they'll link up with, say, like a giant fitness YouTuber, do some, yeah, kind of like clickbait video, but it's also it's called it's born strong as fuck. right here. I the, got it. Born strong, yeah, exactly. So whatever the fuck I said, strength or whatever, it was close. Warrior, I said <laughs> warrior. That's true. Whatever, they're both close, right? It sounds like <laughs> what it is. It sounds like if if anyone forgets that and do, do, doesn't want to come back and check on it, <laughs> it sounds like the title of any rock movie ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just think of that. Pop up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is. I, I just like what those guys are doing because when you do that, you double down on your own hard work and talent and then you yeah. exposing that to more people than the stuff I was saying before. Like if you're just in strongman or powerlifting, yeah, you can get a supplement sponsor, get paid, okay. But if you go back to say renegotiate your contract, you go, I have eight hundred thousand people on my YouTube channel. Like, you need to pay me more for this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can I can make my own stuff and blast it out direct and get this much back. So now I'm not just the guy who won World's Strongest Man. There's also people who never don't even know what that competition is who saw that funny video I did with Bradley Martin the, last week. They got six million hits in three days, like that kind of shit. And I just love seeing them getting more uh, more conscious of that and approaching it in a smart way. And if you've already, like I said, if you already deserve it, now that there's platforms like YouTube or fucking Instagram or choose whatever you want, you will instantly get the fans. Where someone, like, jet, if you just wanted to, say, go and make a YouTube fitness channel, good luck. That's going to be fucking hard. It's yeah. possible people do it, but 
if you're already famous off your sport, even if it's a real niche thing like Strongman, all you have to do is put your content out, and you already have your fans. They're waiting yeah. for it. And They're, like people it, like fucking Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall and stuff. I'm not sure too much Brian Shaw. He's still competing pretty heavily, but um, because uh, he has a certain plan and stuff, he does very well. He's a very smart businessman as well. He has a good fucking head on his shoulders. He has good support and stuff, family. But uh, Eddie there, he wants to go the Arnold way. He's just doing it from a strong man's perspective rather than a bodybuilding perspective. That's what that's what he was saying. He, not like Arnold, but he would yeah. like to, he would like to act. He would like to get into the movies and stuff. And personally, he does kind of have like a weird comedic uh, uh, at like um, he, just comedic like a uh, character that he does does on on the camera. Yeah. Like he is pretty funny and he's entertaining to watch. And I think he would bring something. And he has this weird dynamic where he can change himself into a very serious person. As you know far what I mean? as yeah, any kind of athlete, he's got a great character and personality. Like he yeah. really is an entertaining guy. He's funny as fuck. So, but it's interesting to me how there. he can go back and forth so easily with that. Like it's almost like it, it's almost like he's almost doing something similar this his whole life. It's very easy for him. He can be goofy as fuck and be a ridiculous dude and give those guy those big fucks, which is funnier than hell, picking on each other such a hard time. Yeah, it really. Or is. he could be serious as fuck in his documentaries about what he was. Oh, doing. dude, it, the other one who was in in that Born Strong doc, Robert Oberst, the guy with the yes. big beard who was on Rogan. He's one of my favorites too. And I honestly, that this kind of proves the point. I don't think I've ever seen him compete in anything. He didn't pop up till after I was reading fitness magazines and shit. I've just I saw the Rogan interview with him. Of course, I've seen multiple different just random things that he pops up with on social media or YouTube or something. And I'm like, he's right a cool now, ass he dude. World record for the log press. I've watched. Yeah, he definitely has one. He he and he's a savage. I've just seen random training videos and shit, and I'm like, dude. As much I'm not, I can't act like I'm a fan of strongman specifically, but I'm a fan of fitness overall. And yeah, that guy, I'm like, he's just he, he's a, a savage. I appreciate what he does, even though that's not like a sport that I'm super into at least at the moment so yeah, yeah he's uh he's another great one doing the exact same thing and an even better example because he hasn't won yet he does have potential to but say he never wins a world's strongest man his name and his his personal brand is out there because he's a, a legit entertaining and in a lot of ways educational guy if you are into the strongman kind of thing you can learn yeah. a lot from so and he's now, a big motherfucker too. Like when he stands next to Brian Shaw, I think Brian Shaw is like six eight. He's gonna yeah. be like six 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 seven. That fucking dude, because he's not much smaller than Brian, to be honest. He they both the look. One, he's I'm not as sure. wide as Brian, but he's not much smaller. Yeah, that that's just a sport of giants. It just is what it is. Eddie Hall's a little giant. bit of an exception, being shorter. But like we said, he had a high level. But he's not even shorter. He's still like six four or whatever. <laughs> I think he might be six even. It's just, but admittedly, even it's different than say like the NBA point guard. He's literally like six four. He's tall compared to anyone. Eddie's say we'll say normal height. And I think you're right. I think he is like six or six one. Yeah. Not normal to be four hundred pounds unless you're super obese. So that's where he's set for. <laughs> Just to hold that much weight, usually you need a frame that's like six six, six seven, some shit like that, up to like the the Brian Shaw and and Half Thor, those yeah, those kind of guys. Three. Eddie Hall six three. Damn yeah, so even taller than I thought, but still again at four hundred fifty pounds or whatever. Six like, so three, yeah. A He's a thick, fucking man. solid keg, man. <laughs> yeah. Solid keg. 
Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, it's interesting what's going on with with that whole sport, man. Also on the bodybuilding side, which I do like how strongman is taking such a big piece of the fitness world versus bodybuilding. Just because, and I'm talking about the highest level of guys that are taking way too many steroids and looking like a goddamn whiskey barrel or <laughs> cartoon character on the bodybuilding side, just because there's the performance aspect of it too. If like if you're gonna take that take that kind of risk with yourself, take that that crazy load of steroids and growth hormone and all all that shit, which I'm nothing against. If guys want to do that to be the best in the world, go. If you want to be Ronnie Coleman, go for it. But yeah. that's that's the reason why Ronnie Coleman was such an icon. It wasn't just winning all those Olympias. It was also because the, the same reason Ronnie can't walk now. I Hopefully he can walk at the moment. I've been in and out of a wheelchair for the last few years. It's because he would squat 800 pounds in the gym to do videos to, to blast his name out there. And has repeatedly said he doesn't regret any of it. So, again, more power to him. That's, what he, that's why he's going to be a legend for forever in that sport. Versus the guys who who go in the gym, and you could be a Mr. Olympia, and they're like, "Do you know who won this last year?" Have you? Yeah, I, I didn't pay so any attention to it. It was an off year. I still don't really follow bodybuilding. I'll usually see it when the Olympia or the Arnold pops up. It'll come up on my feed or something. Phil Heath wasn't competing, and the guy who won last year had a possible rape charge. Again, I don't want to say anything because I. I don't know if it was real or not, just an accusation, but there was something like that. So they banned him from competing this year. Another guy's been around since back when I was into bodybuilding. One, his name is Brandon Curry. Great bodybuilder, impressive guy I've in all, of all ways. I think Wait. I stay away from him because I don't really particularly like. I'm trying to always stay towards the natural side of things, so I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, exactly. So this guy, like I said, freak, uh, freak bodybuilder by any measure. If you put him a few years ago, there's no chance he wins. And this is from like a very, I don't know a lot about bodybuilding. I've heard this just said, but I, I could say that fairly confidently versus the, you put him against in like the Ronnie Coleman era, no chance. He just slipped in on a bye year because of all this political shit, whatever was going on with the guy who won last year and his legal issues. It makes no sense that Phil Heath didn't try to come because I think Phil Heath was one behind Ronnie Coleman for the all time record for eight Olympias. More than Arnold too. He lost to the guy. Guy and like I'm sure it was close. Like his bodybuilding is always close to that level. That guy couldn't compete for whatever reason. Phil Heath decided not to. So I, I have no. I, it just seems like it, at that level of it, with everything from the steroids to the yeah, politics, yeah. it's got to be kind of a fucking shit show. Always. And that's. I do think there. It, there's a lot more potential for natural bodybuilding because of that. They've just taken it too far, man. Like I said, when I saw those guys in per- person, back when I was I was working out at that that bodybuilding gym, and they don't look normal at all. They just. Dude, and I, mean, I don't mean. They're not trying to look normal. They're trying to look like freaks. I mean, they don't look good from a fitness standpoint. Is what I'm trying to say. 100%. They look abnormally fucking wide. It's strange. I mean, it does. Photo it, and it looks like look they almost like look crazy, obese but. if they're just wearing a sweatshirt or something. But then they take the clothes. Of course, they're fucking ripped and it's just giant chunks of muscle. But they can barely fucking move. You know what I mean? Mostly. My thing is, uh, this is my experience with uh, steroids. Not my own experience, but what I've seen. 
it was uh, I was like you know 12, 13 years old. My uncle owned a Gold's Gym in Keene, New Hampshire, and there's a couple guys in there, and there's a few of them doing steroids and growth hormones, so you know back to back. And uh, I I was going there for a few years, and then I stopped. So I went there for probably about two, three years. They were looking fucking you know big, clownish, you know round, big old giant muscles. I was like, holy shit, those oh, guys are putting putting yeah. on big putting on big gains. And then uh, I didn't see him for two years. Then I saw him walking around with a cane because all his, all his uh, discs in his spine from his L4 to his C6 were all fucking collapsing and uh, didn't have any more support because of the, cause he went from being like a 6'2 dude to almost being a 6'4 guy because he was taking growth hormones, and, um, which fucking like, fucked him up because he was only like in his 20s, like early, early 20s. And then all his muscle uh, was demanding so much of his heart, he had a heart attack at the age of, like, 23 years old. It was like, holy fuck, man. Like, so, he, was, he was not doing any research in it. He was just, like, taking them and shooting. Yeah. And all, you all clearly fucked that up in every way you can. Yeah, but, but it was, like, him well, and this other guy. Let's break it down, his, his situation, man, because that, that's worst-case scenario. But if we do compare it to what we started with, like, olympia level bodybuilders that's where they're a giant chunk of the fitness world they're like the peak of bodybuilding at least like i said if you you don't separate the natural and the the steroid competitions but they do as far as coverage and magazines and money like money in their pockets they're currently have a bigger chunk of the fitness industry they've there's nothing remotely fit about it so what you said is when those guys look obese like say if you see them in clothes like in a jacket and stuff they are obesity yeah. is just a standard of of your your body mass versus your your height and frame so technically there is it as bad as being on like that fucking my 600 pound life show of course not it's not like just pure fat can't move out of bed they're freak athletes and they are it is a debate whether or not bodybuilding's a sport or what type of competition i give them athletes all day they put in more discipline and physical work than almost any type of athlete especially with the mentality wise eating and fucking getting in there even though you're sore and broken down and shit it is taxing man well and just the all day aspect of it versus the normal time in the gym they beat normal athletes and all and there's also even an argument and this could be more likely to be wrong but i'll make it just for the sake of of this conversation you do have to have a certain type of genetics to get to that level. There's no just taking steroids to patch up having a shitty frame the same way. If yeah. you want to be an NFL-level athlete, you have to have a certain level of explosiveness and muscle mass and freak speed. Same thing. So is it true that maybe you could take a guy from another sport with good genetics for that and translate it to bodybuilding? Yes, of course. But it's also true that not anyone can become a bodybuilder just on their natural gifts. And yeah. Perfect example of that is Phil Heath. His nickname is a fucking gift because the dude has damn near perfect genetics. If you actually you look him up, he uh, he was a point guard in I, I believe it was D1 college basketball, so decently high level. But he was one of those stocky little freak a- athletic looking guys, and I think he's like five nine or five ten, so not a big guy by any means. Turned into a Mister Mister Olympia, so blew himself up to probably like the high two hundreds, being an absolute freak. But if you look at him originally, looked like he was, and this is the exact same for Ronnie Coleman. There's a picture of Ronnie Coleman back in his football days. I believe it's in high school. He's one of those guys who looks damn near like an NFL player next to all these yeah. kids. It's, it's, yeah. it's, he's a fucking freak show. So there's, 
there's a lot of natural gifts that that go into it too but where we were we're getting to man is that if you do push and this is true for a lot of athletics but i think it's uh it shouldn't be for bodybuilding because i think you can do but and this is why i think you might get a lot of pushback towards the natural side as much as steroids are always going to be a part of any sport especially one that's just about building muscle but there's been a few notable bodybuilders in the past who've been able to match up the health and fitness aspect of it perfectly whereas high level competitive bodybuilding especially on the steroid side the health has gone totally out the window and you see that with with Ronnie Coleman right now and he sacrificed everything about his health for that for him it was worth it for for most people oh, yeah going to be a bad call so it depends on your mentality with that like it, it it's got to be worth it to you to like know that you're probably going to fuck your shit up and you'll be dealing with that from 50 years old on. You know what I mean? That's what I've been hearing with a lot of the interviews and stuff. Um, the people that go through those fucking things to be at that level and stuff. It is it is a, a whole different mentality. Like, you have to... Like, Eddie Hall prepared himself to be fucked up after doing that 1100 and... Uh, well, yeah, eleven hundred or whatever fucking pound deadlift. Yeah, like, I think it was, it was like eleven oh three or some shit. Yeah, and he was random. fucking, and he was fucking like, gear like knows that that probably fucked some shit up for him, but he's all good for it because he was gonna do that. He was gonna have that record, just like he was gonna win strongest man, uh, at, at some point, no matter what it took. You know what I mean? But he knows with the toll that it came through his body or that was onto his body through through that. That he's going to be paying for, but he has no regrets, and that's something that that's something exactly. that very few people have is the ability to be all in on something at that level. That's why there's only so many people at their level because to really think about putting everything in to the point where you know there's going to be consequences, and they might be great consequences, but regardless, you're fucking going for it because you're 100 percent in. That's what you're doing. That is your call in life no matter what exactly but there's also just because we're speaking specifically fitness because the concept we're talking about could apply to reaching a high level and working hard in a lot of different things mm -hmm. but just not fitness because that's the thing that, that we're so into and we're talking about just the extreme versions of it in a few different sports bodybuilding and powerlifting for the most part what we're learning now and is what we personally try to apply and it's awesome because you see more and more people doing it at a high level yes we're talking about different levels of efforts but say people like us we want to train our, our ass off and i i do quite frequently to be honest do things that push my body pretty far max out no i'm not trying to take all the fucking steroids and max out my deadlift like eddie hall and be a the legitimately have the strongest deadlift probably of all time in, in human history but still like I said I want to do stuff that is occasionally unhealthy for my body I want to say that push myself past the point of this is a just a normal healthy thing to do so what I want to do personally and what it's cool you see a lot of athletes doing now too is oh if you do all the mobility work you get your rest or recovery on point you're much more able to handle that without long-term consequences to your health whereas before you take a guy like say a ronnie coleman like if ronnie coleman was able to apply some of the techniques that we know now and he was only he was only competing a short 10 years ago maybe his back isn't so fucked up and the other side of it is too a lot of the surgeries he got on his back are already improved so 
now you see even with strong men, there's strong men. I saw a video with Robert Obers. This is one of the things that made me appreciate him doing some really intelligent mobility work with a well-known chiropractor. And yeah. as much as you see him, is his range of motion super limited in a lot of areas? Like his, again, has the world record for the log press. Yeah, his shoulders aren't going to be perfectly open, but if he wants to have the world record for the log press and still be able to lift his arms over his head when he's 75, probably make sure you're doing some kind of rotations, a lot of rotator cuff work, you know, stuff like that, that yeah. they might have And that's what I appreciate about all few, those guys. Even Brian yeah. Shaw, I see him in there doing all those Exactly, mobility. and that's what I'm saying. So I'd like to see everywhere from people like us, fitness junkies, basically, all the way up to people like, you got like a Brian Shaw. I want to see Brian Shaw, like, is he going to do some damage to his body that will stick with him the rest of his life? Of course. He's a fucking multiple-time world's strongest man, but I'd like to see Brian Shaw in better shape than what Ronnie Coleman is. And Brian Shaw is doing more impressive strength stuff in all ways. And that's his sport versus Ronnie's sport was bodybuilding. He did, of course, there's a lot of crossover as far as lifting the weights, the squats and all that. But Ronnie did a lot of it just to, to show off the weights. But he could have won powerlifting competitions if he wanted, probably all the way oh, up yeah. to the highest level. Bodybuilding was just his sport of choice. In the same way, like there's guys who are one of the strongest guys in the world right now and he's giant in the the online fitness world. Larry Wheels. I don't know what his real name is. That's the the name he goes by on all his social media and shit. I think he has a world record in squat for like a two hundred twenty pound class. Either way, he's a fucking freak, man. He was like, and this was definitely part of building his brand and just his online presence. He was like, I want to go do a a bodybuilding competition. Did it, and I'm pretty sure he won. Of course, it was like one in his amateur class or whatever. But either way, guy's an absolute freak. But say you want to do that, do your fucking homework. Do all those shoulder rotations. Do the the face pulls and the retractions, which, yeah, it might not be necessary to win your next powerlifting show, but it will make your shoulders work well in 10 years. That yeah. kind of shit. And that's more just having the info. Because just, a, again, a few short years ago, unless you had a really good coach, you'd just be unaware. You'd just be like, damn, my shoulders kind of hurt. Of course, if you want to win your, your show or competition next week, it's worth it fucking up your shoulder is totally worth it but what i'm saying is it's great that you don't have to do it unnecessarily now like there's a, yeah. a we're, we're finding better options for all these things you can max that out and do minimal damage instead of just saying because that that all in that mentality we started with with eddie hall it's necessary to win high level competitions like that there's no way around it but it also is intelligent to minimize that damage for him. And I think there's just a lot of, 100%. of at all levels trying to balance that all out. I mean, certainly that's like I said, what, what we both try to do ourselves all the time. I and mean, we're, we're always, I just know from, you know, us doing it so long, but we're always trying to counter react and, and longevity. Like that's a thought in every single movement that I do, like, especially like today I did bench I went a little heavier. I would like to do, like I was wanted to say earlier, I would like to do um, my 225. Uh, I want to do. I did 42 reps one time with 225, uh, and I was able to keep it up there. A couple I can times. verify too. Yeah, yeah. that's factual. Because yeah. that that's another one. Like that's a weird lift for someone who's never used steroids to do. Like there's not a lot of people doing that. That's like NFL combine. And that's and that's what I want to fucking you've do. You've been like, you've been benching most of your life. Again, most, most of, of my just life. Inferior. Yes. And you're At built this really point, well longer for than I haven't. For sure. Yeah. 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 So so with that. I would like my, my goal right now is like to get like 52, you know what I mean? I want to go up another 10 
And then uh, I want to start calling. How about wow. 50? Why do you need the two? Because <laughs> well, I want to go 10. I was thinking 10 more. And I ended up at 42 that one time. So 52, and then uh, who knows? You know, if I if I do, I'll fucking go to 60 and be like, yo, motherfuckers, calling them out on uh, Instagram. Because I know a few of them that post them, their shit on Instagram, and they're all jacked up. You know, they're definitely doing steroids. They're high-end athletes. Football players, strong man, all that. And they're only doing like 50, 60 reps with that 225. Now, this is a guy that weighs 100 pounds less than all them motherfuckers. <laughs> and I'm just a small Vermont guy coming in. I want to call him out on Instagram. Be like, yo, motherfuckers, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? That might be pretty cool or something. So I'm something not like mad that. at that. Don't do it to football players. Just do it to people who are trying to max their bench. Who okay. are clearly, reason being, Football players aren't training for a bench press. A lot of them do bench a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, like, so to be honest, I do that, like, every other week. I don't do it very often. I work more more right now. I'm focusing on a lot of shoulder. I'm doing a lot of push-ups and stuff like that, like a lot of weird dynamic movements with with, uh, push-ups and all that good shit, trying to get my shoulders a little more stable and controlled. But um, a lot more shoulder than I am chest. Chest only once every other week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now I really like what we were just talking about. I'm trying to work my shoulders so that they have longevity and strength is what I'm looking for. I yeah. fucked myself up, and right now I know a couple areas I really need to strengthen and work on. And doing like a strong bench all the time is not going to help me out. Doing it every so, other week though is not bad. It's perfect, kind of. Let's we're we're about to wrap this one up, but let's real quick just I'm gonna go over the simple fucking recipe, and we can just apply it some to to shoulders of benching now. But this would be to to really approach approach any weighted movement intelligently, and even a lot of unweighted ones, say running and shit like that, pull ups, whatever. You're using your body weight for that. It's still weighted. So anything that's applying resistance to your body and in the the exercise context. So first, you need the flexibility to go through the full range of motion. That's just the ability to move through it. That's pretty much a given outside of prior injury, which you have to rehab. And yeah, a lot of people are dealing with little nagging things, but it's already there. You might need to do some some exercises and stretches to open it up, but you're fucking human. It's there. Then mobility which is very closely related, that's being able to actively push yourself through that range. As far as training them, usually training mobility, you can jump right past flexibility and go right to mobility because it's training the flexibility and to activate the muscles to move it through that range of motion. Then you can load up weight on top of that joint. So you have the joint moves through the full range of motion. You can control it through at least close to the full range. Then you can add extra resistance through your body weight or through through some weights and strengthen the muscles and all that connective tissue in there. If you reverse engineer that, which is basically every single person I've ever known who's worked out, definitely us included, what you do is start and say, I'm going to add weight and gain <laughs> strength to this muscle. It's just because it's pure ignorance, like I said. And now yeah. that's getting it, – it's, it's, it's kind of getting aired out to people – like us all the way up to you know, high level athletes, which is, is just awesome because it makes more longevity for, for their careers and it makes people just healthier and feel better. Yeah, in life. I mean, so I've only been better sure the joint since works I've done right. it this way. <laughs> get, yeah, some, some form of control, then load it up with weight. And look, if you started backwards like we did, like most people did, all you got to do is just go back to the beginning 
like I said, maybe it'll take a little rehab to open up a locked up area in your shoulder or scapula. So you make sure you have basically. I mean, I pretty close. much took off almost a whole year doing anything over 200 pounds. And I just worked on mobility. I worked on flexibility to be able to start adding strength uh, probably about six, six, eight months ago. I just, that's when I added yeah. weight. That, that was my first six, eight, eight months ago was the first time I benched over 315 and probably, I don't know, two years, three years. Yeah. Mobility training is just a weird type of strength training. It's gen, yeah. it's just, it barely feels like it because you're doing weight instead of targeting a large muscle, like say your, your pecs or your quads or whatever, you're usually targeting a group of small ones around mm -hmm. a joint and trying to get those to activate. And it's really just connecting the strength and then pushing your whatever joint in question through that full range of motion or whatever movement you're trying to train. So it's just a slightly more intelligent approach. But like I said, very basic three-step. You have to be flexible enough, mobile enough, and then strong enough to do whatever kind of movement you're doing. And going through ability, there's a lot of pretty basic techniques to go through that. Stretching. We're all oh, familiar. Yeah. Yes, there's better forms of stretching, but it really just comes down to stretching in a relatively intelligent way. Mobility gets a little trickier. You want to load the right amount of weights in the right way. Fortunately, there's tons of great info out there now, so we're good on that. Next Strength time we training, get in on a, a podcast, I definitely want to go in on a little stretching. Let's uh, try to remember that there. I have some questions. Absolutely. Yeah, so like I said, we, we both do have to get going here because we, we are, since this is a morning morning pod, man, where we're on the, the restricted what are you time getting today. To? Are you going to work or are you uh, going to train? I have work later in the afternoon, yeah, going to, to kickboxing. Oh, same. So, right? uh yeah, well, there's been pretty much an entire fitness one. So the other thing we didn't even get to touch on, I'm just going to mention it quick when we talk next time. You got a, just got a pair of Noble trainers, which yeah. is pretty popular brand in fitness. I got the canvas it, kind. So the they canvas look pretty Noble dope, thing. man. I've been curious about them for a while. If you like them, chances are very good. I'll end up getting some. So yeah. we're going to save the full review for it. It'll be better anyway because you'll have a, a week or two to – to try to them break out. them in, try them, train in them, see how they feel. But we'll definitely one thing be I have to say I like that. is see how it's a solid piece all the way around. There's no breaking in in it, other than this. Bro, one I just seam. said we're gonna save the review. No, oh, come on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm excited know, about it. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Ed. The other thing is, since we uh we probably won't have video up on this one, no one else can see that. But they do look dope. You I, I, will, was, I, will was, I was just showing you. I legit, yeah, I like the style. I love the ones. I'm sure you've seen them with the the most of them are solid color. They have a few that are patterned with the camo soles. Those are oh, fucking yeah. dope. Love those shoes. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully you like them. So they're not because I've been. Uh, I've been waiting for someone like yourself that I trust their their opinion, especially for actual especially training these, to get some. When it comes some. to my feet, I'm fucking serious about it. So. And you know, since uh, I don't know, man, like I have actually gone through a few other different brands of of minimal type shoes, the stuff I like to wear. But Lem still hasn't hit us with that sponsor, so I don't know. We might have to switch loyalty to a new pair of shoes, even though. Uh, <laughs> We I gotta, we gotta have something, man. Yeah, you know I'll what I mean. To, like, we I'll been, take pictures of them all over the fucking world. We probably sold off. fucking like thirty pairs of lambs between us, and and we can't even get a fucking 
you, you would get a pair, get a, that new model, the waterproof ones. Just say, come on, man, it's not asking much. So we're, we're going to give no holes a try now. See if we have to switch. Hey, come on, man. You guys smart enough, guys. I'll fucking, I'll take a picture of it by a waterfall on a rock or something. But you know what? No, fuck it. We're going to go with no bowl now. We're going to do no bowl. We're really testing them out. So yeah, we'll be I mean, I wasn't even going to buy the leather ones too. because I, I looked on my Amazon account. Or not my Amazon account, on my Lems account, and I literally have bought seven pairs from them. So like, in the yeah, time, that's yeah, I think I'm probably I'm. It's been so many years I couldn't. Even, I'm like five or six probably. Yeah, the only reason I have a couple more is because I I ended up getting uh, a well, I guess I didn't buy all of them, but when you first gr- got them, you ended up with like four pairs in two I weeks. Know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so. Yeah, you, you bought it. I think you bought two, got gifted one, and got like one yeah. more because they were doing a promo. Or, I don't know. Either yeah, way, you got a fuckload right off the jump. Yeah. What I am interested in, uh, this is a funny because I was uh, I was at Trader Joe's the other week, and I looked over and I was like, shit, dude, those look like the new lems. I'm saying the new shoes they've re- released, not the boots, which are probably the nicest looking shoes they've done because their shoes are kind of goofy. The boots look pretty good, but can't lie, the shoes don't look great yet. They're functional. They're good for all that shit. But look, I like shoes, man. I've liked them since I was into Jordans back in the basketball days. They got to look decent, at least. And the boots yeah. do. So these are probably the better looking ones. I didn't see. I look over at this guy bringing me up at Trader Joe's. I was like, those are the new lambs? And he's like, oh, yeah, I actually work for them. Do customer service. Like these, this color isn't even out. And I was like, oh, dope. And they do. They look good in person, too. So my next pair of lambs will most likely be those shoes versus a... Uh, We'll see if I have to get those the black leather on the boots, or if I switch switch to another brand of boots, man. Because there are there's a, a lot of cool options out there now for uh, for a decent boot without a sole that will fucking ruin your whole physiology. <laughs> so, I, I was looking at those. I was wondering. So you get them, and I'll I'll look into them because yeah, you, you I got the nobles. So I'll go with the leather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see how their shoes are doing, man. Because. As far as the shoe side goes, and with a decent sole and stuff, there's better options. One of them being no bowl. Like, some of their low-cut trainers look fucking dope, too, as far as... And that's... It's just smart, especially if you're going, like... Lems is going for more hippie-ish overall, like, kind of lifestyle brand. They're actually based right here in Boulder, where I live. No bowl is just smart because they know what it is. People like their fucking fitness gear to look good. A lot of the reasons why we like to work out is to look good. Don't make some fucking trash looking shoes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a, a give and take like, yeah, sometimes you want pure function like the vibrant five fingers. Sometimes you want a really dope looking trainer that you can also work out effectively. in. so I think noble <laughs> is hopefully they've kind of bridged the gap between those, but you'll be able to see, cause I know you'll, you'll put them through the paces and see how they actually oh, yeah. feel the train, see, uh, see how the feel and the, the actual shape of the shoe and all the important shit is. So, Coming back with that next time, man. But yeah, good to to get a straight straight fitness episode like this in. I like it oh, when yeah. we we're always talking about some fitness stuff, but sometimes we just this is this is yeah. legitimately how we started, just talking in the gym. So sometimes I like to just talk some some straight fitness stuff, man. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, we're we'll be coming with another one soon. We're we're feeling good in this year. I said we're we're still being kind of going with it as far as how long the episodes go anyone has any feedback i feel like at this point instagram dm would be the best way to to hit us direct 
So it's just uh, Green Mountain Views on Instagram. As far as finding the podcast, GMV, anywhere, any podcast app, iTunes, all that shit. Try to make it uh, as easy to find as possible. So, yeah, just straight up GMV, anywhere you can find podcasts. And we out of here. That's it. What's up, guys? Peace.